Welcome to Native Notion, a gaming podcast that isn't afraid to talk anything and everything. Here's your host, Klamath. Yo, 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 what's good? What's really good? How's everybody doing today? Yo, I appreciate the fact that you all are out here right now. I'll just let you know what's going on in my life right now. Um, as of now, work has not had slowed down, right? <laughs> that should come as no surprise to anyone who actually knows me. Um, but in the future, it may slow down. Just not sure when that will happen. Um, today is Christmas, and I hope everybody is having a happy holiday period. Honestly, I do, I do feel that way. Um, in years past, it, it was hard for me, but somehow I got through it. So if you're in that struggle right now, let you know at the, the light at the end of the tunnel. It may not be visible, but it is there. So, <laughs> um, no, honestly, I do thank you for listening in. And I hope the fact that you all are here is a bright spot in your day. So let's get to the topic. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about something that is true and dear to my life, which is work. <laughs> no, it's not, actually, it's not really a laughing matter. If you didn't know at this point, um, there has been multiple attacks on the power grid since uh, like the last two months or so. And I have no idea why, but uh, multiple or there are people out there who their only desire, right, as a Joker said, is to watch the world burn. Like, why is that fun for anyone? I don't, I don't get it, honest to God. It, it honestly doesn't uh, make any sense to me. If you did not know, I do work in the power field, so um, when I hear about these events, it, I, I definitely turn and study into them. Um, yeah, so if you didn't know... There was a uh, there was an attack that happened out in North Carolina. There's um, the energy company that out there is Duke Energy, um, and it ended up being uh, what three weeks, two weeks ago now, two weeks ago I think, um, where somebody or, or a group of people they end up coordinating an attack across different locations um and it it ended up causing quite quite the effect like more than most people would realize what it would cause uh ultimately uh they ended up attacking what was called a transmission facility that transmission facility is a high voltage substation that transmits uh, generally speaking, high voltage into either equal or higher voltages. Um, throughout the United States, we have a wide range, uh, a wide range of voltages that we do run on, um, and and I would suspect that that is also true throughout the world. Um, voltage is generally um, it is a way for you to transmit power from one location to another location. It gives it the energy that's necessary to move it. Okay. Um, so generally speaking, the higher the voltage, the more people that are affected by this kind of stuff, right? So if you're talking about like the overall effect on a power grid, 
um, the highest voltage possible will be the largest effect that could possibly happen. Now, that's not always the case. Um, realize that um, sometimes there are places that are high voltage, high energy, um, but there's nobody that, there's not a direct effect that happens to the surrounding area by an attack on that location. So um, what ends up happening is that when these do happen, you know, you have to take safety into consideration and you're going to isolate the damaged section, right? That's no different than anything that you might do. You're working in your house. You're going to find something that's damaged, right? Say it's a wall and you need to do some dry drywall repair. You're going to isolate it. And when I say isolate it, I mean, you're going to cut around wherever the damaged portion is and then you're going to fix it, right? And that, that gives you, you know, a, a solid working area. Um, in terms of electricity, when you're isolating a damaged area, this is for safety reasons, right? That it's not as if the lines, the transformers, the breakers, anything of that nature, you know, all the different power equipment that's on there, it's not as if they can repair themselves, right? So if there's physical damage that occurs to these components, they need somebody to go out there and fix it. That's And by fixing it, they have to put their hands on, right? That's a big deal. Putting your hands on electrical components is uh, a, a wide open door to um, somebody getting killed, right? That The potential that's associated with uh, electrical systems is it can be incredibly high, and it doesn't take a lot of energy inside of an electrical system to kill somebody, right? Generally speaking, um, you, you can it can happen on, on pretty low voltages that uh, but it's the voltages that aren't the con or the con the voltages themselves aren't the concern in terms of whether or not the that's uh, deadly potential um, but it's the current that flows in there right it doesn't take a lot of current all it takes is current through the right location um, if I remember correctly it is uh, 0.1 amps right so 0 0.1 amps or 100 milliamps or sorry uh yeah 100 milliamps um is enough to kill you now that mind you that is that has to flow a very specific direction in your body if it crosses your heart uh and, and generally speaking when they talk about crossing your heart they usually mean from like a corner to corner type of situation right that is that electrical flow that happens in your heart is actually enough to stop your heart and that's why it's it's considered deadly. Now that is never mind the fact that like high currents, um, how how they can literally burn you, right? If you've ever worked on any electrical components, you'll you know, right? If you've ever uh, changed the battery on a car and accidentally used the when you're uh, taking off the bolts, the the bolts that hold it down, right? The connection points to your electrical system, and you tap that wrench from positive to negative terminal, and you saw the spark, and your hand immediately let go. Uh, yeah, that's that is real, right? That's mind you, uh, a car battery is 12 volts, right? It doesn't take a ton of voltage. Now that is a DC system, and and uh, DC or direct current is significantly more dangerous to the average person than it is uh, than what AC is. But it doesn't mean that you know you should you should feel comfortable around any of it. In fact, anybody who feels comfortable working on electrical components, I'm really concerned, right? Comfort in when it comes to working on electrical parts uh in, in your home outside of your home the people that are working out in the field and stuff like that comfort generally means you're going to make a mistake and that mistake could be the difference between you living and, and dying okay 
So that's not something that I, <laughs> I honestly think uh, is something that uh, people should be comfortable working around. And I think most people that are trained in and understand the consequences and the effects that are associated with them. I think they have a, a healthy fear or, or, and or respect for the components that they're working on. Right now, crews that are working out on high voltages, they take safety measures. You know, like I talked about, they'll isolate the area. They also ground equipment. So that is attaching, you know, a, basically a cord. So that's the best way I can describe it. A cord that attaches from, you know, uh, the potentially energized location, usually to like a neutral, but maybe to a grounding strap or something of that nature um, to if, if it does become energized, that'll be the path of least resistance because electricity flows in the path of least resistance. Uh, and, and instead of going to where they're working, it'll go through the grounds and it'll go to ground. Right? That's what it means when they talk about grounds. It'll go to ground, therefore potentially saving the life of the person that's working on the equipment. Um, now, there are consequences that come with energizing a piece of equipment that have grounds on it because... That is a uh, it is a very very low resistance uh, wire, which means it can allow a lot of flow to go through it, right? And so that's a, a different answer that goes with that. But um, yeah, I mean there <laughs> there are a lot of different things that go into that, right? Uh, I, for my job, I had to train for two to two and a half years. Um, so with that, uh, in training in that time period, I had to become. Uh, effectively proficient in how to do my job and I had to learn the ins and outs that go into doing the job that I do uh, on top of that I actually had to get a, uh, a certification from the North American Electric Reliability Council uh, short the the short acronym for that is NERC um, that I had to get a certification from them saying that I was uh, I, I sufficiently had enough knowledge to be able to operate the power grid okay um, so, uh, and mind you, my job, uh, with the, with the group of people that I work with at the company that I work at, um, it is, uh, it's not necessarily the shortest time period. It's not necessarily the longest time period that goes into training personnel. Some of our groups, like our linemen and our wiremen, um, they're, they're in training for four or five years. Okay. That is like uh, legitimately there's a healthy amount of respect that goes into learning the job, right? These people put a ton of effort and a ton of brain power into making sure that they know the ins and outs of these jobs. Now, mind you, like with any job that you'll ever do, that is not the end all that be all, right? Once you're done training, right, your training program, you get your certificate and they say, Omni Domni, you are now qualified, blah, blah, blah. Uh, that's not the end of your learning experience, nor is it the end of anything that you're going to be doing going forward, right? You're going to spend years and years and years constantly learning new things, right? And in fact, I, for me, that is a big part of the reason why I took the job that I, that I did take. Prior to taking this job, I worked in, as a mechanic, okay? I, well, not as a mechanic as you would define it as a mechanic, right? Um, but I worked with my hands. I worked on steam plant equipment. I worked in generation, but on the actual generators and stuff of that nature, right? All of the valves, right? The lines that were associated with it. I, I, I did that. And I did that for years and years and years. And I decided that I wanted to challenge myself more. Um, so I took this job, right? And, and so I'm constantly learning more information that goes into this job. And that's the same for anybody that's in, in my job. 
That's the same for the people that I work with, right? We're always learning new things. It doesn't mean that you can't master your craft, right? That's a completely different statement. There's some people who seem to think like, oh, you're a master at your job. Clearly, you know everything. No, being a master at your job means that you're familiar enough with your job that you don't make the simple mistakes, okay? So um, the, the whole point of me building that up there is to say like, listen, there's a, these people that are doing this kind of stuff are, are incredibly familiar with the dangers that are associated with what it is that we operate, okay? That's not the people who are attacking these locations, right? That's not the people that are shooting transformers or opening or closing switches out in the field that they shouldn't be doing or, um, you know, going and, and cutting wires or, or breaking into substations and stealing equipment or opening breakers or whatever, you know, like any of that, that kind of stuff. Those aren't those people. The people that are doing this are legitimately ignorant on the power system okay that's not to say that they're dumb they just don't know what it is that they're doing they don't understand the full effect they may understand if they do something it'll do this but they don't understand the overall effect that that happens with that okay um that is it's a it's a crazy thing to think about that somebody would expose themselves to something that is so incredibly dangerous and pay no second mind to it right just go ahead and do it. There's legitimately, there are people that have gone out on, on the system that I operate in years past, have gone out and they've opened up switches that had power flowing through them. If you don't realize that, like depending on the strength of the power system that's flowing on those switches, if you look at that, you could, you could legitimately burn your retinas. That's not a joke. It's not like I'm making that up. Right? The only reason that people know that this is the case is because past experience has shown like, hey, they did this. And when they did this, they did that. Right. And guess what? You look at an arc on a, uh, you know, a 500,000 volt system when it opens under load. That that bright arcing action that goes into it can damage your retinas. That's that is incredibly dangerous. Right. And it seems like that would be nothing, right? There's somebody's like, oh, if I just turn this switch and, you know, if I if I rotate this wheel, everything will be fine and everything, blah, blah, blah. No. Like, you are, you are exposing yourselves to an incredible amounts of energy. Energy is the force that is applied all around us at all times, right? Some forces are significantly higher than others, right? Electricity being one of them. Electricity is significantly higher than any force that any human can produce, okay? So these um, these people that are doing this are, are fairly ignorant in the terms of how to operate uh, a power system and the effects of operating, right? Part of my job is understanding if I do this, this is the, the result that happens from it and that's the effect that happens to it, right? If I have to de-energize an entire town because of something that's happening, I understand the effect of me doing that, right? I know what I have to do. I know when I do that, what will happen. And I understand if I do this, this is what I could potentially cause. Okay. That is experience, training, knowledge, understanding, right? There, there is no such thing. Like, honestly, um, I, I am not a big proponent of the college system that we have in the United States. 
I think it is actually a huge scam that people, you know, they, they go off and they do these different things and they, they act as if, um, like, oh, if I go to school and I get a degree, then I will get a job that will help me live my life. That is okay. That might be true, right? That is definitely something that could be true. Uh, but a lot of times people are getting degrees in, in these areas that have no real translation into what it is you're going to be doing in the real world and how that's going to help you live your, the life that you want to live and everything like that. Like that, they just paid a bunch of money to basically do nothing. So many people I know that have gone to college, got a degree in something, and they work in some field that is completely unrelated to the, the degree they got, right? Just, man. Now, that's not to say that the degree, having a degree didn't help them get a job or anything like that, right? But knowledge that they gained from that was not applied, right? And that's where I, I differ from the, the concept of not trusting the college scheme that we have. Um, I do believe that the knowledge that gets applied in school is incredibly important, right? You can't do anything without knowledge. Everything you do is striving to earn more knowledge or using knowledge that you have already gained. Um, that is that is incredibly important. I'm big big proponent of trade schools. I think the trades are a, a way that you could live a life that you want to live, and it teaches you a valuable skill that you could be a useful member in society. That is completely true. If you don't know what I mean by talking about the trades, go look it up. Right, there are a lot of different jobs within the trades that you can go and and get schooling, get trained on it, get practical application you can go get a job in the field that that's associated with it and if you don't like it you can go do another trade right that, that is just it's it's simple anyway um yeah the knowledge that goes into that is huge right the people that are doing this just don't have the knowledge it's not that they can't learn the knowledge maybe they don't have the resources to figure out how to get the knowledge behind it but generally speaking the people that are doing this are doing it under malicious reasons right Somebody wants to uh, hurt the power company. They're upset that their bill is too high. You know, something of that nature. The number of times that I've heard that from people, um, mind you, most people, they are charged off of a base rate for the amount of electricity that they use in their home. So in reality, if you're charging, or if you're paying too much for your power bill, maybe reevaluate how much power you're using, okay? Now, that's not to say that the rates in one place are are better than another or anything like that. I, I personally believe here where I live, I have access to incredibly cheap power, right? It doesn't take a lot of money to actually operate the, the power plant. I say it doesn't take a lot of money, but um, in, ta in, in terms of what I use in my home, the cost per watt of usage is not as much here as when I lived in Phoenix, right? A lot more expensive down there. <laughs> It, it is the reality of the situation, right? That's It costs more to live there in terms of what it is to get power delivered to your home. Therefore, it costs me more per watt that I used, right? Um, but I realized, like, hey, my bill's higher. It's because I'm using a significant amount of more power, right? <laughs> I'm running my, my computer more often. My kids are watching YouTube or... Or whatever it is that they, you know, Disney Plus or something of that nature. Or they're on their Xbox. Or my wife is, you know, she's streaming some TV show that she wants to watch or something of that nature, right? The lights are on in the house. Every time I flush, you know, the toilet, there's a little bit of power that's used, right? The, the pump to, that goes into refilling and, and whatnot. 
um, turning on my heater, right? My heater is, is honestly probably the largest load I have in my entire home from month to month, right? Everything that I do costs some amount of money, right? Um, but I recognize that. I legitimately recognize that I have there have been times where my power bill has been higher and I've asked my wife like what are we doing to cause our bill to be higher I'm not blaming the power company but I honest to God you hear so many people like oh the, the power company's trying to rip me off and the power company's doing this and they're just being malicious and they're just making hand over fists of money and blah 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 blah, blah. And, and like that couldn't be farther from the truth in most scenarios right you, do, you don't understand that a, on a case-by-case -case basis, power companies are being fair to a lot of people. Over the last two and a half years, I watched people legitimately take advantage of the system that was at hand. They didn't pay their power bill. They didn't pay their water bill. They didn't pay their bills, blah, 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 blah. And when push came to shove and it was time to start doing it, they were in significant debt. Those people were the first to complain about being charged for the money that they did not pay okay some people there were some people that were forced into situations where they couldn't sustain their life because of the pandemic right uh, but these this is not the case i see it i see it quite often there are people with tens of thousands of dollars in bills because they chose for two and a half years not to pay a single bill right that's, and that's to just the company that I work for. That's not all the other companies that you use for your daily life, right? The different things that you use, right? You just took advantage of it. Those are the same people that cry wolf. They ask for more handouts. They, they, it, it's just crazy, right? And these are the type of people that go into doing things like what's happened out in North Carolina, what's happened in Washington, what's happened in Oregon, right? It's starting to pop up in different locations. What happened in New York in 2003, right? There's a lot of people who don't even know about this. Some people do, but a lot of people don't even know about this. The North American Electric Reliability Council was established based off of an incident that happened in, in Northeast US, New York, uh, well, basically like the, the entirety of the Northeast seaboard going into Ontario, right? Um, because they, they due to excessive heat that happened, um, as well as some maintenance that had occurred and some lack of uh, vegetation control, um, they ended up sagging lines. So when you overheat, you run too much, uh, you run too much power through a line, and there's not enough cold air. This is talking about overhead, right? There's not enough cold air to re to remove that heat. The lines literally stretch, right? So they sag. This is, I mean, that should not be unknown to anybody. You can you can see that in just about anything you do. You heat something up, it stretch stretches more, right? It's the same concept why you when you use hot water to clean dishes, why it breaks up hard gunk and stuff like that, because it separates the molecules that are there. So those they they ended up sagging and ran into uh, or it hit tree lines. When it hit the tree lines, it caused fault current to flow through those trees, right? The system acted normally. It, it sensed the fault and it isolated that. Well, prior to it isolating it, it sent fault current in a massive location, right? And then 
when the fault isolation occurred, it caused a chain reaction of power flow shifting so hard within the system, it knocked out the entire, entire northeast portion of the U.S. Okay, and, and I, if I remember right, that was five days, right? So New York City, that that was the like the epicenter. Washington D.C., Baltimore, upstate New York, Austin. Vermont, New Hampshire, right? Like all these areas, right? And, and even going to the West, right? All of these areas were out of power. Um, what ended up happening was there were a number of people that suffered from heat stroke. As well, as there were people that were on life-saving measures that were unable to get power, right? And because they were, had no access to power, there was no ability without taking measures of, of yours ahead of time, they, they, couldn't, they couldn't continue to use their life-saving equipment, and they, and they died, right? There are people that died in, in the subways from, from exhaustion and stuff of that nature, right? It was, it was a legitimate catastrophe, like the worst thing that could happen, right? Mind you, you know, you're only two years removed from the Twin Towers, right, and everything, everybody, I mean, that took so much media attention, right? But in 2003, didn't, like, unless you were paying attention, did you even hear about this? No. And it's arguably one of the largest events that have ever happened in the U.S. Okay? That incident, because of what happened, that established the rules and regulations that go behind the North American Electric Reliability Council. They, they have what's called standards. You can look them up. NERC standards. Go ahead. You want some light reading material? Read through all of those pages. Let me tell you, I've done it a few times. It, it's it's good. Okay. Um, but that was the backbone that established the authority for NERC to enforce the standards. Okay. Now, if you don't operate to the standards, you can be heavily fined. You could be like you could get your ability, your license to operate on the power system revoked. Okay. That is something that is possible. Okay? There are severe consequences that go behind not operating correctly. So when people go into these locations and they damage this equipment and it causes misoperation, you're talking about like some significant effects that are associated with this, right? People that are legitimately affected by this, right? Um, like, think about three weeks ago two weeks ago in in north carolina right Fifty-five thousand people or up to uh, last i heard it was like i think last week no not last week earlier this week maybe they got their last person back into power right think about that two weeks without power everything you do you consume some amount of energy from the power system right could you live without power for two weeks? When push came to shove, I would say a vast majority of people could, right? But what if the entire area around you was without power? What would you do then? How are you gonna make food for your family? How are you going to manage, most people when they, when they can't do that, right? They, they manage it in another way. I'm gonna go out to the store and I'll get something. Well, store doesn't have power, what are they gonna do? I'm going to go to the fast food restaurant. I'll buy, I'll buy a meal for there to, to last us, right? Well, guess what? They don't have power. What are you going to do now, right? What about the, uh, 
what if you have um, a filter on your refrigerator and that's the water you drink? What if the water pump that feeds your neighborhood, your area, what if that's out? What are you going to do about water? Again, the supermarket doesn't have power. They're closed. What are you going to get water from? Right? Safe drinking water, mind you. Right? That's a life, life-giving material right there. What are you going to do? Right? That's, that's the, the kinds of effects that happen from these kinds of misoperations, from people that place a tax onto it. 55,000 people. Now, you might say, like, 55,000 people? My power company might have 55,000 people from, you know, like, a, you know, one area that's out of power. And I, and I agree, like, in this area, the, the large player uh, is Puget Sound Energy. I am not a, an employee of Puget Sound Energy, right? But 55,000 people uh, compared to their, like, two or three million, you know, like, they're like, eh, well, we're working on it. We don't, not the biggest hit, right? But in North Carolina, 55,000 people is a lot of people, right? It's a big effect. It, it affected a very large area. Right? That's a big deal. You, you got to realize that. That's a huge deal for that to happen. Then there, uh, you know, we've had continuing, continuing things from happening, right? Like the thing you have to realize, and there's, it's one of, the, it's one of my pet peeves from working in this job, right? Um, if you don't have knowledge on how the system operates nor how to fix the system when something is out you should really back down on your criticism of people that are attempting to fix the problem right because ultimately your misdirected anger towards the people that are doing the work doesn't solve anything right you have no idea how to do their job zero clue none whatsoever it's not even like you could attempt to do it because you have no idea yeah, that that's not a that's not to say that you should discredit yourself or I'm discrediting you, but you got to realize that I have worked my butt off to get to this point, right? And I and so with all the other people that are in that position to keep doing that, they are doing all of these things to the best of their ability and they're doing it safely, but they're working as fast as they can, right? Sometimes that is taking a lot longer, right? Things happen. Things happen. Imagine that you're at your job. Say your job is a, let's call it um, a, a market operator for, um, you, you work on Wall Street or something of that nature, right? Let's say that's what your job is. Well, um, every time that the the uh, stock market went down, I called you and I started yelling at you that you're causing this and you need to fix it and everything, you know, now how could you be so bad at your job and everything, blah, 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 right? That doesn't seem fair, right? You're going to be on the other end. You're going to go, what the hell do you know about this? That I have nothing to do with that, right? Well, the same applies, right? It's not like I intentionally at any point put people out of power. Now that's, understand, sometimes I have to for safety reasons, right? But um, it, like for the most part, like these people are doing everything they can. Sometimes things happen. You know, equipment breaks and um, you can't get a, a full group of people that are necessary to do the work in the middle of the night because not everybody hears their phone when it rings, right? Like, recognize that these challenges are just that. They are challenges, right? And it's every step of the way. And once a crew gets out there and they start working on it, they're going to work as fast as they possibly can, but as safe as they possibly can 
in order to get the damage equipment replaced and get everybody back in power link realize this the power company that provides your home is in the business of providing you power right i as an employee want you to be in power because you pay your bills right now i talked about that <laughs> you know like some people haven't paid their bills and that causes a lot of issues right but you pay your bills right and those bills go you paying those bills goes towards maintaining the grid that we operate uh, in in my case i work for a public utility uh, it goes towards paying my paycheck right those things like all the things about my job right it comes from the customers so i am in the business legitimately of keeping customers in power that does good for you and it does good for me it's a win-win okay that's the case for most utility workers right or linemen or wiremen wiremen are generally well like the definitions differ right the ceo the city manager the right depending on what you're talking about whatever it may be blah 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 these people are in the business of making sure that you are in power so when power goes out i can assure you we are doing everything we can to figure out why it happened how we can resolve the issue that's associated with that how we can isolate that to get you back in power it's not like we're delaying getting people out there it's not that we're delaying trying to figure out what happened sometimes it's challenging right especially when you're not physically in the field to see it inherently a lot of electrical issues are tough to find because they're not visible right that is not always the case you know somebody could hit a pole somewhere or something of that nature right uh, but it takes time right and sometimes you're going to run into some some snags and some and things of that nature and it's going to take longer than you expected that i need people to recognize that that's that's a that's the nature of the business right sometimes it takes longer to change your oil in your car than it did the time before right maybe the screw stripped or maybe that you couldn't get it loosened or maybe for some reason you uh you opened up a, a a cap and it blew oil everywhere and you know like something that is like relatively routine but you you made a mistake and it took a lot longer than you expected well why is that different than any other place right people have like legitimately turned and, and made power a necessity right i i will tell you that like in general power is a commodity that's not to say that power doesn't go into everyone's life and um and and they use it in in basically everything that they do right so it acts as a necessity in some cases people need it for life-saving equipment and that is a necessity at that point right um that doesn't mean that we can guarantee power right what if somebody goes into a substation and opens up the breakers that feed everybody I didn't do that right that's not something that i controlled that's somebody else that went off and did their own thing right i can't guarantee 100 power in fact it would be naive of anybody to guarantee that because you can't um if you're in a situation where you are dependent and, and i mean this dependent not like hey i really like to play video games and i need power and stuff like that no i mean like you have a dialysis machine inside of your home and that dialysis machine is what keeps you from 
dying every single day, right? Without it for one day and you could die, right? And now I'm not an expert on dialysis. Um, but the thing to understand about that is that you have to take measures that are associated with what it is that you do or what you need in order to achieve what it is you're trying to achieve, right? So if you're in a, a situation where power is a necessity, you have a medical need for power, you should probably have a backup generator, right? That's true. I like, I hate to say it. You're probably not in a position where you can go and spend a bunch of money on getting that, right? But that is a necessity, right? You have a basic need for power to maintain your life. Okay, that's a different scenario. That's that's not what I'm talking about here, right? Um, we had a uh, scenario where um, a company called Bonneville Power Association, they reported that somebody uh, uh, broke into one of their substations and shot r rifles into their equipment in the substation. Um, and that was right around Thanksgiving time frame, if I remember correctly. Um, and, and I think the people that entered into the substation cut the fence that were associated with it, right? Brought bulk cutters and cut a hole in the chain link fence that was there. Um, and it caused the equipment that was damaged to relay out, right? They use, they use relays in order to protect the damaged equipment. Um, as far as I'm aware, they did not cause any issues outside of BPA required to repair the facilities that were damaged. Excuse me, just needed a drink there. Um, but that still causes, that, that costs money for BPA. And ultimately, that cost is forwarded along to the people that they serve, right? Uh, BPA being Bonneville Power Association, or administration, excuse me. Um, but it's a, you know, BPA is a federal entity, right? That, like you must be mistaken if you don't think that the federal government is getting involved with their substation being impacted, right? Uh, that's that's another side of this, right? A lot of people don't realize, like, hey, if I went out and I decided that I was going to physically attack a uh, a piece of power equipment, uh, then if they catch me, you know, like maybe I'll get caught by the local authorities or something like that, or you know, like, like you're weighing the potential outcomes of that, um, but. The reality of the situation is if you are caught from being somebody that is caught doing something of that nature, uh, the FBI is going to be the one that prosecutes you. You might have some local administration that prosecutes you for something else, um, but I can assure you that the FBI will be involved in prosecuting you uh, in the Supreme Courts. Right? That's, that's no joke. Uh, they and and if anybody knows, like when the FBI puts their mind to putting somebody away, they they achieve that, right? Um, so they had that happen, right? Um, and that's a big deal. Uh, BPA serves as a vital function to power in the Pacific Northwest. So, uh, from a power system operator perspective, and that's what I am. I'm a power system operator. Um, you, we, we heard about this, right? We are one of the first people to hear about this, right? We kept our ear to the ground and kept an eye on what was happening, and they communicated with us, and uh, it, you know, like we were interested in what happened, how they resolved it, and everything, right? So, um, 
Yeah, they also had like other substations, um, distribution substations. Distribution is generally uh, lower voltage. When I say lower, I mean compared to transmission voltage. Um, this is what distribution substations, they are what serves power to the community. Uh, so not, not a lot of industrial, right? But um, a lot of commercial, residential homes, things of that nature. Those are the... Those are the people that are affected by that. So they like that's these places that get attacked. That's what they're attacking, right? They're attacking the people that are served by it. The cost to repair that is going to be forwarded along, right? That's not to say that the cost to repair it isn't uh, isn't like, capable of the company from absorbing it, you know. But ultimately, that's how a business operates, right? If it if I have costs, I have my costs are going to be covered by the people that buy my product, right? That's kind of the way it works. So uh, I'm not saying that it's the best situation. I'm not saying it's it's uh, a great situation, but that's the truth of the situation, right? And uh, and, and that's true for like any business, right? Um, now, sometimes there, you know, you have small businesses that don't operate that way, and that's fine. Uh, you Sometimes you have to not operate that way, right? You can't sustain forward and along your cost to someone else when... You're, you're talking about like not not making much off of the dollar that you spend you know um so but there there are uh different locations that are like dramatically affected by this kind of stuff psc has been hit quite a few times recently my company right my company got hit today right somebody or a group of people we don't know um they entered into our substations one through uh cut the fence the other one cut the locks on on the gate and opened up the opened up the um gate itself and then physically operated equipment within the substation now um that may be detrimental to the equipment and that is yet to be seen uh, but if it that is detrimental to the equipment there is a possibility of having few thousand people that are out of power for multiple days right there there's some unfortunate scenarios that go into how these uh how these electrical grids are set up um where the terrain is a direct effect behind being able to make it stronger okay you can't physically change the way it's set up because of the terrain um, so the it's possible. I'm not saying that it will happen. I don't. I don't know. Um, the, but rest assured that like the local authorities, the obviously the uh, people that are the highest people within the company that I work with, they are you know working together. I'm sure that I mean like state authorities uh, and, and probably even the FBI are involved in some way. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not involved in the the administrative aspect that's associated with this, right? But these people are interested parties. They want to know what's happening, right? We have a we have to file paperwork all over the place that's associated with it, right? But legitimately, somebody went in. Some people went in. I don't know. I, we have no idea. We we could speculate, but um, they went in and they operated equipment they have no knowledge on. They have no idea what they're doing, 
or the intent of trying to damage power company equipment is my guess. I mean, one your guess is as good as mine, I should say. Oh, I don't understand why else they would want to do it. Are they trying to put people out of power? That is possible. People, people definitely do that kind of stuff, right? Where they maliciously go and operate equipment to try to put people out of power because they have some, you know, uh, what's the best way of saying it? They have some uh, vendetta against uh, the community. You know, people are out to get them and all this different stuff, right? Um, so, uh, yeah, it's it's a crazy thing to think about, right? I, I'm fortunate that today I, I didn't deal with a, a bunch of people that were really upset, even though it was Christmas morning that this happened, right? People weren't really upset, but we try to do everything we can to communicate what it is we can, try to keep people people update um, on the status and, you know, like when we're going to get people back in power. Um, sometimes I don't know. Right. Sometimes I am waiting on the crew that I have available to me to get out there and assess it and then figure out how long that's going to be. And even then, that's an estimate on their part. Right. There's no saying that it's going to take that long. Sometimes things change. Right. But sometimes I'm not informed. I The people that are working out in the field may may report to me at some point like, hey, looks like it's going to take us about two hours longer than we expected. OK. And then I will relay that information. Right. So that way on, on the uh, the public facing side, we can report like, hey, it's going to be two hours longer than we expected. Right. Or initially uh, initially reported. It's going to be two hours longer than that. Sometimes those those guys and gals, they're working their butt off. Right. They don't they don't have the time to report to me that that has happened. Sometimes they do have time and they don't get it. Um, but it's not like they're just sitting there twiddling their thumbs and and the reason that's not being restored for 10 hours is because they didn't do any work right that's it couldn't be farther from the truth right recognize that point it's kind of a, a tough situation to be in i i hate it as a person that is like completely and utterly involved in this process it doesn't make any sense and it never will make any sense why People will want to destroy the things that people have, right? right? Why somebody would want to, on Christmas morning, go in and, and manipulate equipment for the purpose of putting people out of power. Why? It doesn't make any sense. And a lot of times when, you, when people are looking for answers, they can't find the answers that make any sense to them because people generally aren't operating in under the common sense or, or spectrum, if you will, um, or, or operating with any uh, like direct understanding of why somebody would do this, right? I don't know. Most of the time, we don't hear about that kind of stuff, right? Why, why people do things, right? We just we may hear that somebody gets arrested, and I say, and I mean that we may hear. That's that's not a guarantee. Sometimes our equipment gets damaged by personnel that shouldn't be operating it, or they shoot it, or something like that, and then those people get arrested, and and that's the only information we ever get about it. And I say we, I mean like my work group. Um, so I have no idea. It, it could be, it could be anything, but it sucks that you have to tell people they are gonna be without power for an extended period of time, especially in a in a time when they're relying on you know the power that is given to them to be able to do the things that they want to do. Right? That that is that's certainly something 
to think about. Um, it, it's not fun. It, it sucks to, to talk to people that are just trying to get information um, and you have no information to give. Right? I, I don't know. I don't know when your power is going to be back. I can't tell you that because I, I don't want to give you a, a false sense of security and then have it not happen. Right? Uh, yeah, it's um, crappy. Right, that it's going to be assuming that the equipment that was damaged or, or operated and potentially damaged in our system that that is millions and millions upon millions of dollars worth of equipment. Right, that is no chump change at all. Um, they may have to be replaced. Right, that is it, it's unfathomable why somebody would want to cause that kind of damage right um and that's when you get into like you know when you when you cause damage to other people's equipment and how you get prosecuted right usually depending on the value of the equipment that you damage depends on how you get charged well guess what that's probably going to be categorized as domestic terrorism and go under the you know the the microscope that is the federal government uh, and, and the prosecution that goes along with it as well. But now, mind you, federal terrorism um, or national terrorism, um, that, that is, it's a completely different story. And on top of that, uh, it, it, it is uh, the, generally speaking, it's the motive behind it, right? If somebody's intent was to go in and damage the equipment and put all these people out of power, that I could see them turn it around and say, that is domestic terrorism, right? You did something with malicious intent uh, and you caused a ton of damage. Uh, yeah, that's, we're going to go ahead and label it as such. Um, now, mind you, if it was a 16-year-old kid that went in and, and broke in and thought he was being cool or something like that and, and, and did, did some stuff, right? It's probably not with malicious intent. Right? I say probably, um, but you could legitimately argue that just like it's a, it's a kid being a stupid kid, right? They have no general understanding of what it is they're doing. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was kind of a it was a it was a rough day for a lot of people, especially in this region where you're having to deal with these problems, problems that are out of your out of your hands, right? Um, trying to figure out ways to tell people like yeah we're working on it uh we'll get your power back and and you know like on some unsolicited amount of time whatever it may be and um if it doesn't happen at that point it's not because we're trying to right like <laughs> some people have put these like significant uh milestones on people right and and they they justify their thought processes behind you know, well, I was told my power would be back at 5 p.m. and it's 5.30 and my power's not back yet. What the fuck, power company? Um, yeah, they're all often, I mean, that's not everybody, right? Uh, but there are people out there that hold that type of mentality, right? And it's, uh, it, it is a significant burden on the way that we operate, right? Um, the way that I can, I handle myself when I'm having to deal with people that act like this. So it sucks, right? It sucks that this is, again,
Christmas Day. People being or trying to be just about being with their family. Now, mind you, um, I preach to my kids, right? The reason that we're getting together for these holidays is not because the events that happen at the holidays, right? It's not the gifts. It's not the, um, the, the food or anything like that, right? So we can be together with family, right? And a lot of times the people that are strong, right? The families that are strong will still figure out a way to make that work. And I, for those people, I thank you, right? You've done a service to both you and your family. Uh, for the people that did not, you know, I'm not blaming you or anything. I just, I just hope you realize, like, we're working on it. We're trying to be better, right? We want to bring you back, uh, as, as, hopefully as soon as possible. You know? Yeah, I mean, it's been fun. I, I, I've been busy doing this kind of stuff, but you know, not everything's uh, sunshine and lollipops and stuff like that. There's a lot of really crappy things that are happening in the world. And that is, that's something that happened today. Um, I haven't had a podcast out in a while. I, I struggle with ideas, right? Just being an idea kind of person. But this is like really close to me, right? Really, really close to me. So I felt important to be able to talk about it. Hopefully it makes sense. Um, if there are any questions that you might have, you can reach out to me in any number of ways. I have uh, Discord. Um, I have uh Twitter, Instagram, you can um, you can find the podcast on any number of hosting sites and reach out to me. Um, my my email is listed in my link tree that I have on my Twitter account, uh, so feel free to to take a listen to that. Um, and as always, right if you if you know anybody that may be interested in this topic, or maybe even interested in the platform as a whole, feel free. Share it with them, right? Maybe they like it enough and they'll want to subscribe to to the channel or, um, it, it, you know, boost the boost the listening amount. Um, I welcome all feedback. If somebody's going to tell me, like, listen, you had 30 minutes of your podcast that we couldn't hear a single word. Well, that's useful information. <laughs> um, oftentimes I will go back and I will listen after I release it. Uh, because I, I kind of want to accept it for the, the raw aspect that is what it is. Mind you, I don't script any of my podcasts um, and and then listen to it and, and try to figure out like, hey, how can I do better? Um, I would, I honestly, I, I urge everyone to recommend to me how I can improve in that sense, right? You can reach me in all these different locations. Um, you can even find me on on Twitch. I haven't streamed in a while. I'm telling you, my life is crazy, and and uh, I'm very protective of my children, so I don't want to put them on the internet. Um, but please, reach out to me. Any topic that you wanna you want me to talk about, or or you want me to review, or even looking back and and uh, critiquing how it is that I performed in previous podcasts and stuff like that, I welcome the feedback. Mind you. That is, not all feedback is warranted, nor is it welcomed, right? But I'm not going to turn you down and say, well, I don't want that feedback kind of situation. I'll listen to what you have to say. I may or may not respond. <laughs> uh, but you can rest assured that I'm probably going to take it and, and run with it, right? Try to improve upon it. So well, thank you. Uh, I hope you guys have a wonderful, wonderful holiday. I hope everything is great for you and that the things that you're trying to achieve, you're able, you're able to, right? And your families are healthy and happy and everybody's having a great time. 
Seriously, I hope that's true. Um, until the next time, I hope you guys have a wonderful, wonderful time, and I'll catch you later. Peace. Thanks for listening to Native Notion. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. In the meantime, keep up with Klamath by following him on Twitch, Hover, and Twitter. All links are in the show notes. Until next time.